0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm joined by Anita Bedell with Illinois Church Action on Alcohol and Addiction Problems nita a republican-backed bill in the u-s house would federally decriminalize today's high thc content marijuana why is that a problem when illinois and a number of other states have already legalized the recreational use of marijuana
0: it's a problem because more people will use marijuana especially teenagers and it's especially harmful for the teenage developing brain it can cause uh, addiction, uh, mental health problems, and also lead to suicide. So it's a really big concern that the more that it's legalized, the more that it's made accessible, uh, the more dangerous it will be to our society.
1: Little surprise that Republicans are backing this in the House?
0: Well, anymore it's not a Republican or Democrat issue. It's on both sides now. And that's the, the danger because before you, you had Different uh, parties that would stand firm against certain vices, and that's no longer the case.
1: What do you think the motivation behind this is? Why do they want to decriminalize marijuana?
0: A lot of it has to do with money influence. There's a lot of big money out there. They're saying that the, the money will help the states, it could help, a tax could help the federal government, but it's the wrong way to go because it causes so much harm.
1: How do we stop this from taking place? What do voters need to do to make sure that marijuana is not decriminalized on the federal level?
0: They need to contact their congressmen and senators uh, from Illinois, Durbin and Duckworth, because they're being told that this is going to help the, the country, it's going to help people, that people like marijuana, they want it legalized, so they need to hear from a lot of people to tell them differently.
1: Well, people like marijuana but it's bad for them. Are we getting that message across?
0: I don't think so because of the media. The media is telling you all the positive things about marijuana and they don't tell you the negative impact.
1: Illinois is raking in millions of dollars in tax revenue from the sale of legal high THC content marijuana and communities throughout the state are also cashing in and it appears that it appears that the sky is not falling uh, since uh, recreational marijuana became law what a couple years ago mm-hmm. what's the downside that's not being reported or that's underreported
0: the downside is the the rate of addiction uh, there are certain diseases from cannabis where, where people will vomit uncontrollably because of it. There are mental health issues. It can lead to psychosis, in some cases schizophrenia, and also the damage to the teenage brain. And this information is not gotten out through the mainstream media. That is the problem. How to get this message out so that people will see the harm, so that they will care a lot of times I think people are going to use it anyway so what we might as well collect the money and go on but the money that they're getting is not going to begin to pay for the cost and harm to individuals and to families
1: well what's your message to cities in Illinois that have yet to make the sale of marijuana legal in
0: their communities I would say keep the bans in place because it's going to get worse legislators want to legalize marijuana events bring your own marijuana, and so you will have uh, an inundation of places where people are going to be using and smoking, and it causes damages when people start driving. So the the safest thing that you can do is to keep the bans on marijuana businesses in your community.
1: Do you foresee a time when people will wake up, our elected officials will wake up and turn their backs on marijuana? Foresee a time when that will happen maybe five, ten years down the road?
0: I don't think that's gonna happen. They need to look at is how that they can reform their laws and protect children and, and people, because once they legalize it, it's very difficult to repeal it. So money is the driver uh, in a lot of these addictions.
1: Well, money's the driver. Who's making the money? Is it the mom and pop, marijuana shop or who's really making the money?
0: It's the big marijuana companies. The, the big marijuana companies that uh, own these companies in many states are buying out the small shops and so you're gonna have just a handful of major companies nationwide that are controlling the marijuana.
1: And the governor promised equity in marijuana licensing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that really happening?
0: They're still working on it, and they have added additional licenses. There's going to be 100 and, I think 181 additional dispensaries, but some of those minority-owned dispensaries are already being bought out or by, by the large companies.
1: Black market pot sales, even though it's legal in Illinois, are we seeing a black market forming here in Illinois?
0: I think there will always be because the black market, it would sell for cheaper because you don't have all the taxes. So uh, again, there are still people selling it illegally, there are people buying it illegally, and this isn't going to change much.
1: Anita, state lawmakers have recently considered legislation that will decriminalize the possession of other drugs in Illinois, proponents of decriminalization arguing that eliminating felony penalties for what they refer to as small amounts of heroin, cocaine, etc. would help to end what they contend is the failed war on drugs and put users in a better position to get treatment. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, the problem is people aren't going into treatment. Even though it's offered, it's still hard to get into it. It's expensive. And a lot of drug users are don't want to stop using. And, and that's the problem. If you make it so it's not a crime, you make drugs more available, more accessible, they have an option of treatment, but it's not a requirement. So just as in, in Seattle and uh, Vancouver, where they have safe consumption sites, people can bring their illegal drugs and there someone will be there to make sure that they don't overdose and die at the scene. The problem is it doesn't stop the use, it doesn't stop the the addiction and it adds to the harm that that people can get because if they don't stop using, they will die.
1: What are the prospects of this bill to decriminalize hard drugs like cocaine, heroin, fentanyl, etc.? Is that gaining any traction?
0: It passed in the House In May, it got the minimum 60 votes, and it has moved to the Senate where they already have 15 Senate sponsors for this bill. So they're using it as saying that it will keep people out of prison, but it would legalize enough of the drug that almost is what people are going to prison now for being drug dealers. So it puts a lot of drugs into the hands of people. And again, it's going to hurt people more than uh, help them.
1: What does the landscape of Illinois look like with decriminalized heroin, meth, fentanyl, the works?
0: Well, if it's decriminalized, you will get a lot more use, you will get underage use, and you will get more addiction. And again, their treatment center, they use that as a, as a, a way to pass the bill saying it can help get people into treatment but it's not a requirement and most people do not go into treatment so if they right now they have an option go to jail or go seek treatment they'll seek the treatment but if if they don't have to do that by the courts or by by the law enforcement they don't have to do the treatment they won't and so that's the problem
1: we're talking more addiction more crime you name it right
0: that's correct
1: yeah and, and more
0: death because one of the drugs that they want to partially decriminalize is fentanyl and just even a small amount of that will kill you so that's a real problem
1: Anita before lawmakers legalized the sale and possession of marijuana they decriminalized it is that the path now in the works for heroin etc fentanyl meth uh, could we see this type of uh, legislation pass during the spring session you s- have indicated maybe that could happen but are we heading toward full legalization of these hard drugs
0: well what they've done in oregon in denver and uh, vancouver is they are legalizing psychedelics uh, psychedelic mushrooms lsd and again they're using the same arguments that it it helps people with health problems so they have the playbook that they used with marijuana it worked very well so they could do that with with other drugs also again making drugs more available more acceptable is going to increase use abuse and underage use these are problems for Illinois
1: you may or may not know the answer but I'll ask it uh, the question Uh, George Soros spending millions of dollars to promote drug legalization is he spending money here in Illinois
0: that I don't know know, there's there's a lot of money coming into Illinois to to promote the decriminalization of drugs. And it's very difficult when you're a, a small ministry or small organizations to, uh, to come up against all that money, all against that lobbying, because it does influence legislators.
1: This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Our conversation with Anita Bedell with Illinois Church Action will continue after this. We're gonna talk about gambling next,
2: so stay tuned. Hi, thanks for listening to The Point. This week, we're revisiting some of the most important commentaries from the past year. From all of us at the Colson Center, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanksgiving is about gratitude the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. G.K. Chesterton said gratitude was nearly the greatest of all human duties and nearly the most difficult. It's the greatest because, as Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, what do we have we did not receive? Truth, tradition, technology, medicine, democracy, relative peace, these are all things given to us by those who've gone before. And yet, to paraphrase Jesus, even pagans can give thanks when things are going well. Expressing gratitude in a year like this, that's much more difficult. Things, let's say, could have been better, and we mourn for our friends and neighbors who face sickness, death, financial struggle, and relational fractures throughout this year. Gratitude in difficult times is what Jonathan Edwards called gracious gratitude. We give thanks, not just for what God has done for us, not just for what we've received, but for who he is. This gratitude is relational, not conditional. Though our world may shatter, we're secure, and the one who's made us and who's saved us, and we can never be separated from his love. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm John Stone Street. Thanks for joining Illinois Family
1: Spotlight. Mont here along with Anita Bedell in the State Capitol Building in Springfield. Anita is the Executive Director mm-hmm. of Illinois Church Action on Alcohol and Addiction Problems. Anita, the need for her work of ILCAP growing in part because of the growth of marijuana sales in our state and the big push, the always big push for more gambling in Illinois. How's Illinois Church Action helping to meet the challenges? How can our listeners help you meet those challenges?
0: They can contact their state representatives and state senators and tell them that they are opposed to um, the expansion of online gambling and ask them, their uh, representatives and, and senators to also oppose. Making gambling more accessible on cell phones and on computers and tablets at homes is going to increase problems, not only for individuals, but also for children who watch uh, adults gamble at, on home, uh, especially on sports. It's very easy to establish an account because now it's all done remotely. You can do it on your computer, so it would be very easy for children to sign up or else use their their parents' information and place bets on sports. There's no one to check your ID, no one to to look and, and see if you look 21 or older. So it is a problem. With the lottery, they just, with their fast play games, they put all these games on the internet that you can get on your phone app, and you only have to be 18 to gamble on the lottery. They're catering to young people, and they want them to use their phone and gamble continuously.
1: Now, state lawmakers have approved legislation that would allow betting at big professional sports venues mm-hmm. around the state. Um, so is the public going to uh, be allowed to gamble, let's say at Wrigley Field, uh, Soldier Field, etc.? And would gambling be limited just for bets on games?
0: It would not be limited to bets on games. It could be, you could bet on a multitude of areas on players. What they're trying to do is either have it in the stadium itself or within a five block area. So if they do that, it would be open year round. And that would be a problem.
1: What is a problem, Anita? And doesn't this really take away from the family atmosphere at the ballpark?
0: You know, it, it does take away from the atmosphere. It takes away from from the game. People are no longer watching the game to see the the action, they're, they're watching it to, to make sure that, that they're going to win a bet.
1: And they're diminishing what the game is all about, uh, the, the camaraderie of the sports, uh, the team focus. That's right. Well, speaking of a Chicago casino, they've been talking about this for years, but is it really going to happen in the near future?
0: Well, they have uh, got all the applications, and by the, the first of the year, they determine that they will uh, find the winner of the application, then it'll go before the gaming board. takes a while. It's been in the works, and it looks like it's going to happen this time. I think no matter where it is, it's going to attract local people, and, and that's the problem. And like in Vegas, people fly in, or they, they come from other parts of the world, they take their problems home with them, and they just leave their money. In Chicago, It will be mainly uh, local residents that are are gambling. Not many people are gonna just fly into Chicago specifically to gamble. So it will be local clientele. Residents of Illinois mainly are gonna be the ones losing their money.
1: And there's some other casino licenses that'll soon be awarded around the state. Right. What's the status of that process?
0: Well, they've already awarded a license in Rockford and they have a temporary casino that's been set up. They've given approval for Southern Illinois to have their casino, that is in the works. And then they have three other casinos. They said that they will probably have those around the, the first of the year. So next year could be a, a very heavy year for casino gambling in Illinois.
1: Why are they doing this? <laughs> it's just gonna increase the amount of addicted gamblers, break up families, you name it this is bad public policy isn't it
0: it's very bad cuz gambling is an unstable source of revenue the politicians are gonna get some money the state will get some money local officials will get some money to to use and it's really the people of Illinois that lose because when people lose their homes when they lose their businesses when they lose all of their money then the state is gonna to have to pick up the welfare cost and all the damages to, to individuals and families comes with a great cost, around $3 of cost for every dollar of state revenue. So it, it doesn't come even close to paying for itself.
1: Now, under a measure state lawmakers approved in the closing hours of the fall session, bettors would be allowed to place wagers in person at state-licensed sports books on the outcome of games played by in-state college teams, but not on individual athlete performance or in-game action. Where does this change take Illinois?
0: Well, a lot of people in Illinois who don't ordinarily bet on sports will bet on like the Illini. They will bet on other Illinois teams that are playing in the final four they're playing on football games so more people will bet on, on Illinois player on Illinois teams and when they first passed the sports gambling act in 2019 they said there would be no bets on Illinois college teams. Well, it only took them two years to change that. Right now, they say that uh, in order to bet on a college team from Illinois, you're going to have to go to a casino or an off-track betting place. But that's up for review within another two years. They'll change that law. They'll make it just like everything else, because they won't get the money that they expect to. So then they'll allow bets on players. This hurts the players. It hurts the teams and it it really hurts the the people of Illinois.
1: What kind of (laughs) pressure does betting on college sports put on the players, the coaches, and the referees?
0: Right, well, they've had betting scandals before on on sports, especially in colleges, and that could happen very easily again. So I, I think it's a bad move for the state of Illinois. The companies that do the sports gambling, they're the ones that are getting the windfall profits because the state gets 15%. That's chump change. In New York, in Pennsylvania, they get 50 to 60%. So it's not like they're getting a lot of money, but they are catering to the the sports gambling companies to legalize it.
1: So you said that the lawmakers getting money. We're talking campaign contributions and what have you, right? Yeah.
0: You don't know what what people are, are getting, but some of the legislators just like sports and they just want it they think it would be fun to gamble on sports. They think it would be fun to gamble on Illinois colleges. Well, it might be fun, but they never consider the uh, unintended consequences. They never consider the damage to the players, to the teams and to the families. You know if you have a, a college athlete and people are placing bets against your children, that's harmful. It's not a, a, a good public policy move
1: and with this increased sports betting the odds are <laughs> that we are going to have a sports betting scandal don't you think
0: yeah it, it's going to be bad the, the problem is when you have young adults or teenagers that are betting on their phone they can place bets 24 hours a day seven days a week not only on Illinois colleges but all sports worldwide and what they've done in other countries Some children are starting to gamble at 11, 15 years of age. They can't get away from it. You're having a lot of suicides. They have suicides every day in in other countries. And so what they've done, they've cracked down on advertising. They've cracked down on sports sponsorships. In some countries, they've stopped credit on sports gambling. And so when they've come down on these sports gambling companies, these companies have come to the United States. Because it's wide open here. And so they can get in quickly, they can make more money. But uh, it took 10 years over in Europe for them to start the reform efforts. You can do a lot of damage in Illinois in 10 years of gambling without all these controls.
1: Illinois is the new Wild West for gambling. Correct. Yeah. Arlington Park race track, horse racing track, mm-hmm. history. Is that a good thing?
0: Well, again, the Arlington park was bought out by Churchill Downs, and Churchill Downs can make a lot more money with casinos than they can with horse racing. So they have a part ownership in the Rivers Casino, which is very close to the the racetrack. So it was their decision to close the racetrack and concentrate on their gambling.
1: Anita, Illinois looking more and more to gambling and drugs for revenue. They're making a mistake, and it also points to the need for your organization, Illinois Church Action. How can folks come alongside ILCAP and uh, make a difference? Uh,
0: They can go to our website at www.ilctripleap.org. And they can call us at 888-940-5678.
1: And folks need to make those phone calls to lawmakers.
0: They do because lawmakers need to hear from you they hear from gambling interests they hear from marijuana interests they need to hear from people who live in their districts and there's an election coming next year so they will be looking for your vote so it's important that you get involved you know your legislators and candidates that are going to run for those offices and that you let your views be known
1: all right thank you so much anita bedell with illinois church action on alcohol and addiction problems and thank you, folks, for tuning in. Please tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless.
0: For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback@ifiaction.org. at